Yeah. 
Jesus. 
you're all we need. Lord, you're everything to us. Lord, we just pray now you anoint our brother Harry. Yes, Lord. Lord, all that you've shown him, may he share with us. We know it's your word, which is living and powerful. Lord, open up our hearts and receive what you have for us today. May they be words we live by, words of life.
Come on. <laughs> uh, um, Jude is a interesting book. It's good because Jude is the brother of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He didn't say so. He's the brother of James, but he's the brother of the Lord Jesus Christ. Before Jude um, wrote this, Jude was a non-believer because he didn't believe uh, in Jesus Christ. His family did not believe in him when he went back to his home. Matter of fact, Jude did not believe in him until after the resurrection. When Jesus rose from the dead, Jude became a believer, and he penned the book of Jude. You know, we sung a song earlier about Jesus. And as you read the book of Jude, you see that what's happening, even back then, it's happening today. It's not about, for some reason, it's not about Jesus. There's churches, people stand behind this pulpit, a pulpit like this, but they don't proclaim Jesus. Some say he's just another prophet, a preacher now. He's, 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 not, he's, he's, he's not the one in this country. We're talking about our country in America, preachers that don't believe that Jesus Christ is God when it's all about Jesus. Because if he's not God, <laughs> we all still dead and trespass in our sin. Jesus Christ is God. And we'll see as we, as we dive into Jude, and Jude talks about the title that I gave her to contend for the faith. We have to contend for the fight, faith. I'm saying you got to fight uh, for the faith because there's heretics out there. There's people who are apostates uh, out there standing behind this pulpit, and some of them have to be sitting in the pew because they keep coming and they keep listening. But Jude, again, being a believer and the brother of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Jude wrote in verse 1, he says, which I like. I like when Jude said, the servant of Christ. He didn't say the brother, but he said the servant of Christ, brother of James, to them that are sanctified, by God the Father, preserved in Jesus Christ and called. This morning, if you are born again, you're sanctified. God sanctified you. God is the sanctifier of those who put trust in Jesus. God does it. God is the one that preserves us again, because we can't keep our salvation, in Jesus Christ and called us. And we answer the call, uh, hopefully that's why we're sitting here this morning, is because we answer the call when God knocked on our heart and we said, yes, Lord. Jude, a servant. If I can be known as anything, uh, not I want this one to be known as a, a servant. I don't, I, I don't mind being a servant of the most high God, a servant. 
Jude understand that even though being a non-believer before he became the Christ and God saved, he understand now that he is a servant. He doesn't go around saying, I am the brother of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He said, I'm a servant of him. I'm here, I'm, I'm here to worship and serve him. And he's saying, mercy, in verse 2, unto you, peace and love be multiplied. If you are in Christ, again, if you're born again, you have mercy. Because that's the only reason God saves us by God, grace, and mercy. I'm standing up here because of God's grace and mercy. And that peace God gives us, it's a different peace than in the world. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read this a little bit in, in uh, Matthew chapter uh, 13. It's about this peace that God gives. God gives a peace that. Matthew chapter 13. I'll make sure I go to the right verse. 50 for 55. That ain't, that ain't the right verse. But the verse talks about Jesus Christ says he's going away. He says, my peace. He said, peace I leave with you. I leave peace with you, but my peace, I'm going to give to you. So we have the peace of God. 1427 talks about the peace that God gives us. I've been saved a long time. I was saved 25 years when I doubted the peace that God had uh, given me. I, I, I doubted that peace that surpasses all understanding. Saved 25 years. I knew I was saved. I knew I was going to heaven, but things comes up in your life that shake, that shakes you. The ground beneath you began to move, and you become frightened or you become afraid because that peace is not there. You say things and you do things that are not common that you would normally do. And again, I had that peace, but I didn't know that I had that peace. And so I had to went to my father and I prayed. I said, Father, forgive me. Forgive me for I accuse you of doing something that you didn't do. I was wrong. And he forgave me. He forgave me. And that peace that surpasses all understanding become part of me. I said, thank you, Father. That peace that surpasses, you can't explain that peace to anyone. You might experience that peace, but you just can't explain it to people. This, this, this surpasses any and everything that uh, you can think of, the peace of God, when it's in here. And when you utilize the peace that God has given you. As we get into Jude, you can see Jude is warning uh, the people about these apostates, these heretics uh, that are going to uh, spring up that was in the church even then. More so now, if you listen, if you listen to people uh, for about 10 minutes, uh, you can see where they're coming from. You don't have to listen to the whole message to find out where they're coming from. You can listen to people uh, 
10 minutes, you should be able to tell this person something is wrong. Why isn't Jesus the answer? Why doesn't this person want Jesus? Remember, this person standing behind the pulpit. He's, he's not ignorant. The person is not ignorant. The person that stands behind the pulpit, he, he's, he's very educated. But he doesn't want Jesus because he doesn't believe Jesus is the only way to God the Father. Educated man, more educated than I am. <laughs> but he doesn't believe that Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father. And, and Jesus Christ is the only way, you see. Jude wants us, we have to contend uh, for the faith. The Bible says, and I'm going back to Jude, those who brought the Bible with them. <laughs> uh, I always take my Bible to church. Verse 3, beloved, when I give all diligence to write to you of this common salvation, mutual, not just basically just a common thing, it's a mutual salvation that you and I have, those of us, again, who are in Christ Jesus that we have, it was need for me to write unto you to exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith. You need to earnestly contend for the faith. You see, heretics and uh, apostate people are people who have fallen away from God's grace. Now, I say fallen away, I didn't say they lose their salvation because they weren't saved. And we get to the verse to explain that and show that <laughs> these people fall away because uh, they weren't saved. These people weren't backsliding. I mean, you can backslide. I mean, you go out there and sin, don't get me wrong, but when you fall away, it's because when you stop saying that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, no man coming through the Father but by him. See, you never was born again. <laughs> the only way you can get born again is you have to believe that Jesus Christ is who you say he is. He is God manifested in the flesh. And you might don't believe it, but there's a lot of people don't believe it. There's people don't believe it. Again, there's people, as I say, stand up behind the pulpit that don't believe that Jesus Christ is God, that Jesus Christ is the only way, the only way to heaven. Pastor, Wednesday night we was at church, and his title was Take a Stand. This title was Take a Stand. And all as Israel's ruler, some of those, most of them did not take a stand, but there was one who took a stand. You might be the only person that take a stand. And nothing wrong with being alone, alone when you're right. There's nothing wrong with being alone when uh, uh, you got this because actually you, you're never alone. Uh, crisis vision. That's why you're able to say and do the things you do is because Christ gives us the strength to do so. Christ gives us the strength to open up our mouth and say, guess what? Uh, you're wrong. And I know if we're supposed to do things, then we should do, do things in love. Uh, I might say some things sometime and it might not be uh, with love. Uh, in love, 
Uh, but I say them anyway. I'm not being trying to be mean to anybody, but um, when you're wrong, you're wrong. Uh, you see, and you're wrong when you say Jesus Christ is not God manifested in the, why we have to fight, contend. I mean, we, we have to put up, uh, either shut up, either, either you believe what you believe or you don't. See, you've been saved long enough, I'm assuming that people in here who have been saved, been saved long enough. <laughs> To know a little bit, and all you need to know a little bit about this, for God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and God will give you the rest. When you, when you need something at a point in time, when you need something, God, God is right there to give it to you. He'll remind you uh, what to say. He'll remind you. You might forget, because I, I wasn't one of those who could memorize Scripture like, Dr. Jack, or some of the kids that went to Sunday school class, they like to memorize scripture, and it's good. It's good, real good to memorize scripture. But I, I did read, try to read the Bible through, and once I got it in me, I might don't know what it says or where it's at, but God brings it to my remembrance. When I need it, at that particular time, he brings it to our remembrance. He is exhorting us to contend for the faith. And the faith is who you believe in or what you believe in. The faith is who you believe in because we know what the substance of faith for as Hebrew says. It's not seen. It's evidence. It's, it's, you don't see it. But our faith should be in who we were singing about earlier, give me Jesus. That's who our faith should be in. And we need to contend for that because, again, people don't believe that Jesus is the way. I know that he is the way because that's what the Bible says. If the Bible says it, then I know. I know Jesus is the only answer. The problem, as you look into our world, or even just our country, the things that are going on in our country, uh, you wonder if God is not judging. You wonder these things that look just happened on the West Coast. <laughs> the people running for their lives uh, because of H2O. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Things are happening all over this world. And people's answer is, it's not my answer, but climate change or climate warming. That's their answer. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> they can state that what they want, but see, God judges. I mean, read the Old Testament. If, if, the, if God judged today, like he did in the Old Testament, <laughs> most of us won't be here. Seriously. I mean, when God judges, he judges. He, I mean, he, when he brought the little folks out of Egypt, and those one who turns their backs on them, he's what? They got swallowed up in the earth. He did he, he not say, well, I understand. I understand. No, no. 
God not only understands, God knows. You see, we need to understand that God knows the A, X, Y, and the Z, and everything's in, be in between. We don't. We be hoping, we hope for the next letter, which is the next day, or even the next moment. But see, God knows. When he does things, he does it right. No one does it like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Give me Jesus. We need to contend for the faith, which was once delivered unto the saints, happened when we got saved. I'm, my name is St. Harry. Um, for those who doesn't know me, I am, I am, I am St. Harry. I'm a saint. Nobody has to sainthood me. You know, I don't have to do nothing extraordinary uh, to be called a saint. I am St. Harry because that's what the Word of God says. Again, Romans. I'm turning to Romans. I, I, I love, again, I, I love my Bible. I got my Bible wrote up. I got Mark up. Uh, got all kinds of things. Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Yeah. I, I got my glasses on and I still can't see. I mean John, but Romans chapter 1, verses, familiar verses for some folks, or maybe not all folks, verses 16 and 17. The Bible says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power unto God, unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just should live by faith. We are the just. Those of us who are in Christ, God justify us. That's why we live by faith. We don't have to see something. We believe it. If God said it, we believe it. We live by faith and not by sight. That's what gets us in trouble when we live by our sight, when we live by how we feel. I got up this morning and I didn't feel like coming to church, so I stayed home when you know you need to be in church. You see, you can't, you, you can't live your life because your feeling going to change. You stay at home and 30 minutes later, you say, you know what? I should have went to church because your feeling changed. You see, we live by faith. And our faith, again, needs to be in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because these heretics that's out there, these apostate people that are out there, again, they're smart. They're not idiots. They're not going to say, I am an apostate pastor or preacher. I am an heretic. They're not going to say that. <laughs> they, they're not, the Bible says they're going to sneak in. They're going to creep in out of where? Verse 4, verse 4 in, 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 in Jude. Verse 4 in Jude says, For they are certain men crept in unaware. There's people that crept in unaware in Jude chapter 4, 
We have them out there, folks. We have heretics out there. We have apostates out there. We have preach people preaching heresy. They are out there, and they are growing. Satan is not sweet. You don't need to sweep. Satan hates God, and he hates God's people, which is the church. We are the church. The people are the church, not the building. And Satan is attacking. He's attacking the only way that uh, he knows how. He's, he's attacking the only way he knows how. Because if he can get you to doubt your faith, he got you. You see, he's, a, he's afraid of people who have faith because they have faith in the right person. Satan, I'm talking about. The devil himself is afraid of people who have faith in Jesus Christ. That's why he attacks you. But he doesn't, he doesn't come out and say, well, I'm a heretic. Uh, I'm an apostate. Nah, he creeps in unaware. You see, now they begin to raise up their ugly head. Now you begin to see who they really are. You begin to, you say, well, wow, man, they started back yonder real good. What happened? I mean, they was, they was right on, it seems like, back yonder. What happened? And now today, they say, look, uh, I made a mistake. I got a new revelation from God. <laughs> you know there's trouble when someone says, <laughs> they got a new revelation from God. Something is wrong when they say, they, I got a new revelation from God. Hell does not exist. The person is an heretic. He's an apostate. Hell does not exist. And if it does exist, you're not going there. You might go through it, but you're not going there. Standing behind the pulpit. Preacher, I'm talking about. Hell doesn't exist. Matter of fact, you just go through hell. Nobody is going to hell. We're all going to heaven. If you're all going to heaven, why are we here? Why are we here if you're all going to heaven? Why did Christ come if we all going to heaven? We all not going to heaven. Hell's going to be full. If you read your Bible, the Bible says hell began to grow. It began to grow because that's where people were going. And a person wound up in hell again. God did not send them there. God sent us his son. <laughs> For those who believe in him to have life, everlasting life, eternal life. You wind up in hell because that's the choice that you made. You see, God do not send you there. He loves you. He don't want to see anybody goes there. But again, he got an enemy. <laughs> the enemy doesn't care. He doesn't care because his end, his end is, his end is done. He, he, there's nothing that he can do about his end. His end is done, so he has attacked the church of God. He attacked the people of God. Why? I don't know if he wants company or not. But he hates God. See, that's why. He hates God. He hates Jesus Christ. You see, there is a hell. You see, I mean, there is a literally, there's a hell. And people are in hell today. And people are going to hell today and tomorrow if they don't accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. It's all about him, like the song says. It's all about Jesus. 
<laughs> if you take Jesus out of the equation, you ain't got nothing. It's all about Jesus. These folks, people say they're not aware. Because why? They're smart. Remember, I told you, they're smarter than me. Way, way smarter than me. They're smart. Because they, they, they sneak in unaware. And then when they do expose themselves, it seems like the people should run to the door. They don't. Because you got people out there with itching ears. They want to hear something new. They want to hear something new. So this guy come down the pipe and say, guess what? Actually, there's no hell, and that's benefit them because why? They ain't got to worry about going there. They had, they had no hell. Hey, hey, wait a minute, I like this. This guy, this guy, he, hey, he's, he's, he's right on. I, I can listen to this guy all, all day long. There's no hell. If there's no hell, why, why does he come in here? Why did Jesus came? Why did he die? Jude, his brother, didn't believe at first until he rose from the dead. We serve, as Jude said in verse 1, we serve, we are servant, a resurrection Savior. He's alive. Jesus is alive. He's not dead. He's alive. We used to say he's standing, uh, sitting in the right hand of God, but he's standing because he could come back, like Pastor Ann said earlier, he can come back any moment. He can come back any moment. Nothing is keeping him from coming back now except maybe the last one who hasn't heard about. Because God doesn't want to see anybody perish. He won't see anybody go to hell. That's, that's what love is. That's what love is. These, these apostate, these heretic, they sneaky. And they use a Tyson word. Some of them use words that I go to my the dictionary that I got. Some of them I can't find the word in that dictionary. You see, so I have to go to Google and Google it, see what they're talking about, because the dictionary doesn't have the meaning. What I, I, I like I say, they're way smarter than I am. You're sneaky. You know, they don't say I'm coming in. They, they, hey, they sneak in. Satan is trying, again, your faith. He's attacking your faith. That's the only thing he's afraid of. He's afraid of, he's afraid of your faith, so he attacks uh, your faith. And look, in Jude 4 again, there are certain men who crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to condemnation Ungodly men. We're not going to read all of Jude today, but when you get home and you finish reading Jude, you see that word comes up a lot. Ungodly. Ungodly. See, ungodly. It's going to come up a lot. Ungodly. If you finish just in Jude. There's other places in the Bible, but just in Jude. These ungodly men behind the pulpit. Turning turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness. Denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. 
see you. You meet people and you talk to people and you hear people say, God made me this way. <laughs> God made me this way. You need to love me because God made me this way. And you can say, well, I do love you, <laughs> but I don't love your sin. See, you, you, you're a sinner. You need, you need to get saved. You, oh, no, you can't. Do, don't do that. Don't tell the people that. Why? They're a sinner, and they need Jesus Christ as Savior. You can't go around and say, okay, I don't want to hurt your feelings. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to hurt your feelings, so I, I'm not going to say anything. You are right. No, the Bible doesn't say that. They're not all right. They need, as I said the last time I was up here, they need to get born again. <laughs> you see, from above. They don't need to go to someone to try to get them out of whatever. They need to go to the only one who can. See, you must be born again. And God comes in, and then he begins to work in your heart. Then he begins to change you. You see, that's what salvation is. That's why we need Jesus. I'm glad they sung that song. We need Jesus. The world needs Jesus. This country here needs Jesus. This country here is fading. It's fading. It's getting worse. It, it, and it's going to get worse. I'm not a pessimist, I, as I told some people. I'm not a pessimist, but the country is going to get worse. It's going to get worse unless they turn. The Bible says we need to repent. <laughs> and repent means you got to turn because the path you're on is crooked. You need to repent. You need to return with your faith and trust in him. Until that happens, this country is in for it. We are in for it. Sin. It all boils down to sin. Sin is a reproach to any people. And Satan is using that today because some people like sin. Because the Bible said sin is pleasurable for a season. So you got some people who love sin. And Satan is using that today to carry out his plan against God. Because of evil lust of men. Lust is evil. Lust. Why and where some folks are in the position that they're in because of the loss of the flesh uh, that they're trying um, to appease. You, you, you can't. I know I couldn't, and I know I can't. I can't appease this flesh. See, if I try to appease this flesh, I lose every time. Because the flesh wants more. The flesh always wants more. It might tell you this is it, but it wants more. I'm not going to bother you no more after the day. Just, just do this for me today, and I wouldn't. No. No. The loss of the flesh. No. It's evil. It's wicked. We see, again, like I say, we're not going to read all of Jude, but if you, when you get home, you can read the rest of Jude about these ungodly, about these ungodly. Godly men. We ain't going to go there, but, well, you know, that's not that far over. 
Hebrews chapter 3. I'm going to read a verse, and I'll talk about this guy back in the Old Testament, this king. Hebrews chapter 3. But there was this king in the Old Testament. Woo, my Lord. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12, the Bible says, Heck heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief departing from the living God. Take heed, the Bible says. Again, again, I'm not, I'm, we're not going to turn there, but there was this king of Israel <laughs> that was evil. He became king at the age of 12. And until uh, I think he was 55, evil. <laughs> if you want to see evil, go read and study up on this king, Manasseh. Evil. Bible says, take heed. Take heed. That your heart, that your heart is right. That you don't want to be like Manasseh. That you need to take heed. We have a lot of, I bear others, I should say, a lot of false teachers out there. And if you take your, again, if you brought your Bible with you, Take your Bible and turn to 2 Timothy 4. Second Timothy 4. And the time is coming. Verse 3 and 4. The Bible says, for there will come a time. The Bible says there will come a time when we will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap themselves teachers, as I mentioned earlier, having itching ears. You want to hear something new? Yeah, I got, let me hear something new. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fable. They will stop believing this book. They will start doubting this book like a lot do. Oh, man wrote it, so they made mistakes, so that ain't the word of God. You're going to turn their teachers having itching ears because you want to you hear something different. I don't want to hear uh, John 3.16, for God so loved the world. I don't, I, 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 give, me, see, give me something new. Folks, there's some folks that will turn to because they have itching ears. They want to hear something new. You see, First John, which is only a few pages over from Jude, a couple more verses, and we'll be done. First John, chapter two. I mentioned in the beginning earlier about folks who decided to leave and started something new, um, that they weren't backslidden or anything. Uh, I say they weren't saved myself. So we're going to read verse 19. 
1 John chapter 2 and verse 19. The Bible says, again, they went out from us. They were with us, but they went out from us. But they were not of us. Even though they were with us, the Bible says, they went out because why? They were not of us. For they had been of us, they would not, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. That's not vaccine. <laughs> they went out because the first people wasn't saved. So they left. They want to start something new. So they left. But you and I, you and I don't have nothing to worry about. And you say, well, now, wait a minute. Why do you say that? Well, go back to Jude. Like I say, you can read uh, 5 through 23 when you get home, but go back to Jude. And I'm going to show you why we really don't have nothing to worry about. Why? Go to verse 23. The Bible says, I'm sorry, verse 24, we're going to start at. 24 and 25, I'm going to read. The Bible said, now unto him, now unto him who is able to keep you from falling. He's able to keep me from falling and to prevent to present me faultless before the presence of his glory with exceedingly joy. Because why? He is keeping me. Okay, say, I can't keep myself. I'll mess up. But see, he is keeping me. He's going to present me to himself. He's going to present you to himself because he is keeping you. To the only wise God and Savior. There's no one else wise, and there's no other Savior. Be glory, majesty, dominion, power, both now and forever. Amen. He's keeping me, you see, because that's what the Word of God says. God is keeping me. God is working in me to do the right thing. I mess up sometimes, but he's working in me to do the right thing. So when I do mess up, the Holy Spirit, he doesn't slap me upside my head, but he said, uh, don't you think you should go and ask forgiveness? You got the, you got the Spirit. If, if you're born again, the Spirit of God is with you. Let me tell you something. You're not going to like sin or love sin if the Spirit of God is living within you. It's impossible, you see. You won't. I don't care who you are. You'll say that, yes, I do. And then the Spirit of God is there. Well, the Spirit of God is there to convict us. To convict us. To go to the Father and ask for forgiveness. God will forgive us. Read those other verses in Jude as he talks about these heretics, as he talks about these apostate, uh, preacher, and people. Because a preacher 
that's an apostate or a heretic, he's preaching to somebody that want to hear what he's saying. Give me Jesus. <laughs> you did it, brother, where you sitting. Give me Jesus. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need anything else. Uh, uh, just give me Jesus, because he had given me everything. I'm here because Jesus Christ. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I'm not here because of me. I'm here because of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, I come before you, thanking you, Father, for your word. Your word is absolute. Your word is true. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. Your word, Father, has the power to save. Your word has power to forgive because the word became flesh. And that's your only begotten son, Jesus Christ, my Savior. And I thank you. I thank you for Jesus. My thinking today is be thankful for Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Not just my Savior. He's my Lord and Savior. And I, and I, I thank you. I thank you, Father. I thank you for the Holy Spirit that you've given to me to convict me when I say or do something wrong. I thank you for the Holy Spirit to remind me that I need to go to my Father and ask for forgiveness. And he's waiting there with open arms, ready to forgive. So again, I thank you for this day. I thank you for Pastor. Lord, I just pray at this time you bless him. Uh, Father, where uh, the moment where he's at, Father, protect him. Uh, Father, again, Satan always go after uh, the head, and then he goes down to the body. So uh, be with our pastor. Keep him strong, uh, uh, Father, and the faith. So he continues to feed us your word. Thank you. Bless us now as we're about to, Father, take communion. Lord, communion is, is a blessing. It's not a curse, Lord. It's a blessing to uh, take communion uh, uh, with your family. Just sit at uh, your table. The word tells us that if there's anything that we need to uh, bring to you to ask for forgiveness of, we should do that at this moment uh, before we um, take off this bread and, and this cup. And Lord, we know that um, this bread uh, represent your broken body in this cup, uh, your spilled blood that was shared uh, uh, for the whole world, for Father, for especially uh, for me. Thank you. Thank you. For I say and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.